This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous Forever, your source for motivational and inspirational conversations with women who have overcome challenges and reinvented themselves. We all face pivotal points in our lives when we need to figure out what our next chapter will be. Maybe you have just become an empty nester or your nest will be emptying soon. Maybe you've gotten divorced and you're trying to figure out what to do next. Or maybe you feel stuck in your job and are searching for alternatives. No matter your current situation, it's time to reclaim your identity and rock the second half of your life. So join me, Coach Julie, as I give you the strategies and tools you'll need to be fit and fabulous forever. And welcome to Fit and Fabulous Forever. I'm so happy that you're joining me today on today's program. I'm really excited today because we're going to be talking to Heidi Sloss. Heidi Sloss uh, has created and runs the Aging with Equanimity community. But more importantly, Heidi and I actually went to high school together. And that's it's very exciting for me to have the opportunity to, to reconnect with Heidi and have her talk about her life and how she came to create this community that offers yoga and meditation experiences for women over 50. So Heidi combines 30 plus years of spiritual practice and exploration with the moving meditation of yoga and guides her students to focus the mind, relax the body, connect the spirit and open the heart in a safe environment. So that's why we're talking about how yoga can help you live a more healthful life and meditation can live a more healthful life. So I'm real excited to have Heidi with us today. And without further ado, Heidi, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for reconnecting and having me here. So Heidi, I know that it's been a long time since we were in high school, and so I think our, our listeners would love to hear your story, because as you know, and as you and I have discussed, um, this program is really about women who have faced challenges in their lives and reinvented themselves and are rocking the second half of their life, which is what I'm all about and I think what you're all about. So, um, so tell me, what's life been for you since... We were in high school decades ago. <laughs> so the fast forward uh, version. Um, uh, why don't I actually talk a little bit about the challenges? And I sure. will skip to the end and, and start with, I have a great life now. And I feel super lucky about how I get to live my life. Um, but that doesn't mean that I haven't had challenges, because I have. And it doesn't mean I currently don't have challenges, because I do have them. Um, but what has changed for me over the 40-some-odd <laughs> years since we've been in high school um, yeah. is much more of how I deal with those challenges. So it's not that I now have a challenge-free life, but I deal with those challenges totally different. than I used to. And I think, so, um, you know, I think with, with dealing with it, that's exactly what is really important to focus on because I think that that can help anybody who is going through a challenge or has been through a challenge, you know, it's how you come out the other side. Yes, exactly. So one of the biggest impactful challenges um, in a negative way has been in um, uh, 1989, I fell on a tennis ball on a tennis court and um, 
didn't realize that I not only broke a bone in my left ankle, but I also damaged some tendons and ligaments. And rather than um, dealing with it, I instead grabbed my suitcase, which was the original plan, and got on a plane and flew from DC where we were living to New York, where I was meeting my then new husband. Uh, he's now my old husband. Um, but, uh, uh, 30, this was 30 years ago. Um, and uh, I got on the plane and uh, then went to the ER. And uh, that's when I discovered the, the damage. But I will have to say as a CODA in my um, defense that we were invited to New York to go to an event at Columbia University that uh, was a, a small party, 50 people or less, where the Dalai Lama was going to be there. And there was just no uh, way. Well, that's, that's, that that's a reason to <laughs> hobble around. <laughs> but, you know, at, at a 29, I think, you know, I, I didn't realize how much we can get away with. But that, that one injury has created a number of physical challenges. I've since then had three surgeries on that ankle. I've had wow. uh, two other major falls. Uh, the latest, the biggest latest one was in 2014 where I shattered the ankle and needed a wow. couple of hours of surgery. The most recent accident was a year and a half ago uh, while we were actually overseas in Australia visiting and I broke a bone in that foot, but that has been an ongoing problem. And it has also led me to some really amazing things, both in my marriage and in my own evolution as a person and how I see myself. And it is amazing to have gone through this 30 plus year uh, adventure of dealing with it, of changing my whole mindset about my ankle and my mobility challenges, which are ongoing, and then come out all these years later and became a yoga teacher. So yeah, that's just blows my mind. Well, I think that, um, you know, for a lot of us, our challenges are what lead us to the thing that we were meant to do, perhaps. That's an interesting and way to say it. Very interesting because I've run several businesses over those 30 years. I had a real estate brokerage in um, one place, or company, not brokerage. I, you know, worked for a company, um, and I um, uh, have written a best-selling book and created a, a, a business coaching and sales uh, company, consulting company, um, and then a couple of other things, but. All those years um, doing all of those things, I never felt like I had found what, I don't know, purpose may sound like a little uh, self-pretentious, but I never felt like I really understood that whole expression when people say, you know, I love so much what I do, I do it for free. And it wasn't right. until I became a yoga teacher only three or four years ago that I finally understood that. And and I think that that's a really important point for anybody who's listening, because I think some of us, we sort of push that away and say, or we say, oh, I'm too old to do this. I'm too old to, to start something new. And I, for me, and, you know, let me know if you agree, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think that if you do keep pushing it away, when you come to the end, you will regret not pursuing it. And that 
there's really probably a reason why it keeps it's like I said, the path leads you there and where you find that passion and that love of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I do agree. Um, and, and so let me tell you the little story about how I became actually the yoga teacher that I am. Absolutely. So back, back in 2013, so what, about six, seven years ago, I got a phone call from my mother, who was then alive, is no longer, and she told me that she had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. And that, as anyone listening can imagine, is not a nice conversation to have, have to have with a loved one. And I had always, always in the back of my mind thought, someday I'll get back on my yoga mat. It had been 20 some odd years at that point since I had done much yoga. And her diagnosis really changed my whole perspective. You know, I do believe personally that we can change in an instant. And that instant definitely changed me. Um, she was only 22 years older than I am. Right. And I have no idea what my future will hold. I certainly hope it does not hold Alzheimer's. But I made a decision right then and there that if it does, or some other not so pretty moment at the end in 22 years. I want to make sure I'm getting the most out of what what time I have left. But hopefully it'll be 44 more years and not 22, but exactly. whatever it is. So the next day, since I had been telling myself for all these decades, someday I'll get back on the yoga mat. Literally the next day, I went to the local yoga studio and got on my mat and started practicing again. And that led me... Um, uh, a year or two later to go through a 200 hour yoga teacher training. Um, and then I've been teaching pretty much nonstop. <clears throat> and then recently, um, earlier this year, I took, I finished and completed and passed a 300 hour yoga teacher training. So um, we're never too old to keep learning. I'm a big believer in that. And the best, in my opinion, the best teachers are people who still see themselves as students. And that is certainly how I see myself constantly learning. I totally agree. And I totally agree that, you know, it's not a question of what your age is. And, um, but I do know that you're focusing on experiences for women over 50. So when we come back from our break, um, I'd love for you to talk about that and also talk about how yoga and meditation can help people with aging, with flexibility, with being more healthful and improve the quality of life and you know, how you can inspire people that way. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula 
covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Here's a special message for every mom whose children have left the nest and who wants to get off the couch and figure out how to make the most of the rest of her life. Hi, I'm Julie Wass, Coach Julie with Fit and Fabulous with Coach Julie, your empty nester survival kit, and I'd like to invite you to join my program, Becoming Fit and Fabulous, in which I provide you with tools and coaching to help you move from sadness to joy and fulfillment so you can rock the second half of your life. Becoming Fit and Fabulous makes it simple for you to find joy, fulfillment, and purpose, look and feel great, put a spark in your relationship with your spouse or significant other, improve your health and wellness, and much, much more. And what makes this even better is now you don't have to worry about not knowing how to get past the grief and get started on the next phase of your life again. And best of all, you'll start seeing results in less than a week. It's an investment in yourself which will pay off for the rest of your life. So text FIT, that's F-I-T, to 64600 right now to schedule a free coaching session with me where we can start planning your fit and fabulous future. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. And we're back with Heidi Sloss. And before the break, we were talking about um, how you took your training and became certified as a yoga teacher and, and the path that led you there. So I'd love for you to talk about what exactly you do and why you decided to focus on uh, women over 50. I think that many of us of all ages and stages and all genders are hungry for connecting. And um, I created uh, my yoga program, uh, Aging with Equanimity, just for that, because anybody can, of course, do yoga at home um, through a YouTube video. I don't think that that is as ideal. I think that the um, ideal place is in a community that one feels a part of. Um, it certainly has been the case for me, and I feel I can grow and learn the most in a learning environment that um, I feel I'm welcome in. And I have to say, one of Many problems for the yoga community is that it is not always as welcoming to people of different sizes and um, abilities in terms of uh, mobility and not in terms of age either. And so I really wanted to have a, a space, create a space where women over 50 who might not feel comfortable walking into a yoga studio um, would feel that they can have their needs met as well. And I did take, uh, after, in between my 200 and 300 hour yoga teacher training, I took a uh, certification um, uh, for yoga for healthy aging because yoga is great at all ages. And the uh, program really emphasized how yoga for strength, flexibility, balance, and agility can make such a difference to us as we age. And it doesn't mean about turning ourselves into pretzels or putting our ankles behind our neck anymore, but really about doing a gentle yoga practice where the poses fit your body, 
not the other way around, right? And so instead right. of making a, a, a body of any age fit into a pose, the, the poses have to serve us. And one of the, the final things that that program really stressed was the sense of equanimity. And I think that that is really the, the key to, to aging. And so that was very much on my mind when I created this community. And the idea is eventually we'll be doing um, fun retreats. Um, that will involve yoga practices, uh, guided meditation, discussion, and a whole lot of laughter. And and are most of your clients beginners at yoga or people who are returning to yoga? Um, I have a variety of people. Um, none of them are on the path to become yoga teachers. That is not their calling, um, but they enjoy the idea of moving with breath. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are totally brand new. A lot of them have misconceptions about yoga and about how it would or would not fit for their body. <clears throat> Most women who have gotten to uh, the post 50 uh, uh, mark have bumps and bruises and injuries. And so I customize uh, the practices to fit what, what is going on in each woman's body. Um, at the retreat that I got to uh, teach yoga in April, um, there was a woman who had had radical mastectomy, you know, so there's certain motions that are not going to work for her, but that doesn't mean yoga won't work for her. So um, I have another student who has very tight hips. She's a runner. And yoga was not necessarily on her hip parade, but once she um, was able to do a practice that fit her body, she absolutely got very much into it and so it's it's very exciting and would you recommend it like i think a lot of people um because i know a lot of the people that i you know am focusing on the empty nesters you know they've sort of uh not done anything for a couple of decades while they're raising their children because you know frankly who has time to go to the gym when you're <laughs> taking your kids to school in the morning um is that a good a uh, place to start with yoga, to start getting your body back? Because I think the hardest thing for people in the 50s is thinking, oh, I can't do that because I haven't exercised in years. Absolutely. I think that we are never too late to start. So um, a quick story. Uh, around the time I turned 50, which was not yesterday, as you well know, because <laughs> Um, but around the time I was 50, I went and visited um, uh, uh, my dear aunt, who was very close to me, and she was exactly 30 years older than me. So she, I was turning 50, and she was turning 80, and she had an accident as we were leaving, literally, to go take me to the airport, and she fell and she broke her leg pretty badly, so she was oh, no. hospitalized. I stayed, you know, I did not go on that plane, and we were waiting for her to have surgery in a few days. And but she had a lot of other physical health challenges that were not um, not good. You know, they were not just a, a little minor bumps and bruises at 80. She was overweight and had been overweight for a long time. She had pulmonary issues. Um, she had uh, liver issues. I mean, she had some issues. And I remember the doctor coming in one day and one of my cousins, her daughter, saying to the doctor, what can we do to heal my mother? And he said, wait, 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 wait. 
<laughs> she's 80 years old, and he listed the laundry list of of ailments that, that she was suffering. He said, if you really want to help your mother, if you want to heal your mother, you go back 30 years ago when she was 50 and she lose the weight. And I thought, holy cow, I am 50. And someday I may be laying in a hospital bed and I do not want the doctors to tell my kids this same scenario. Maybe I'll have totally different things. Maybe, you know, it'll be a whole nother issues that I'll have to deal with. But there are a few things I have in control. And one is my physical fitness at this age. And it was very motivating. And I went home and, and researched some programs and uh, took a year and I lost 55 pounds. Wow. Um, I can't say that I'm where I want to be, but I'm certainly where I am and feeling much more comfortable. And so, yeah, I think that at any age we can start. And don't you think? And it's never yeah, too Yeah, and late. don't you think that, I mean, your story is, is really an important story about the message that you got from watching what happened with your aunt and the conversation that you had. And I think one of the other things that what you do is a benefit in, you know, just looking at it from the perspective of, you know, looking at what you're going to be when you're 80 or, or so, is the example that you're setting for your own children. And I feel very strongly that, exactly. you know, to make sure that they understand that, first of all, you're okay, but second of all, that you you do everything to make sure that you maintain your body and your health so that you, you know, have the best possible chance to live a, a, a long, healthy life. And I think that message for, for our own children to watch us seeing, see us do, do that is important because someday they're going to be 52. Exactly. And it's interesting. My son and his wife have absolutely um, embraced that. And um, in fact, I get inspired by them. Uh, she is a phys physical oh. fitness coach and mindset coach. And she has helped him lose a tremendous amount of weight. He, not that he needed it, but he's a tall guy. And he is as fit as he has ever been in his life. It's, it's wonderfully inspiring to watch. And I have learned different nutritional pieces of information from them. And so it's a, it's a right. nice feedback loop. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of being an example to, for them to see that at any age we are constantly, I don't know, I love the word recreating ourselves, like a, you know, a butterfly Absolutely. going through metamorphosis and, tra and changing. And Absolutely. Transition. That's why my, my logo is a butterfly, specifically for that reason. Because oh, I think we do have it. that opportunity. Life doesn't end when you're 50. And you have all these opportunities. So why don't you tell our listeners what the first step they could take if they want to get started with yoga and, and what type of a program, wherever they live, they should look for. And then we can talk about how they can get in touch with you if they want to join your program or join one of your retreats. Wonderful. Yes. So if, if anybody would like to, the first step would be to find a yoga studio that offers gentle yoga. Um, and or beginner yoga. Um, okay. And I say yoga studio and not a gym. Some gyms do hire registered yoga teachers, um, but some gyms do not. And uh, it's a very uh, mixed bag of what you're going to get at a gym. But a yoga studio um, will uh, hopefully have okay. what's RYT, registered yoga teachers, 
Um, that they have been through a minimum of 200 hour yoga teacher training. And um, I think that the teachers can be mostly of any age, but I will say I find older yoga right. teachers have a better understanding of older bodies and a gentle flow and or beginner class will be a much better place for people to start. Um, I personally prefer teaching in studios that don't have, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, don't have mirrors. I think that they can be very distracting right. to those of us in that 50 and up. I understand why studios have them so that people can see their alignment and get a feedback loop, but unfortunately many of us get a different kind of feedback that is not really all that healthy or helpful. But, um, you know, a nice gentle flow class when I went back to yoga myself, even though I had done yoga before, I found a beginner class. And just to reacquaint me with the poses and to get used to this idea of movement with breath, because you can go to a gymnastics class or a fitness class and do very similar motions with your body, but it's the movement with a coordinated with breath that makes the difference that can it, that is one of the definitions between a physical fitness class and a yoga class and ideally that there is some sort of teaching or some sort of theme that goes along with the class um and uh you know I, if you don't like the the first class that you go to with that teacher find another teacher there there are a lot out there and the right and class do you recommend hot yoga you. or I, are you talking no about everybody. not hot yoga for those of us who don't know much about yoga. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked that. I'm so glad you asked that. I really am not a big fan of hot yoga. I think it is a fad. And um, Bikram, which I know a lot of women, a lot of my girlfriends just love, love, love Bikram or hot yoga. They are a little different. But uh, mm -hmm. hot yoga is usually defined uh, where the temperature is in the high 90s. Wow. In the room, and that probably is idea for people so starting out because if they don't know what their degrees. general health is, I, I can imagine that could be a, a real problem. Well, my biggest beef with those is that uh, the body feels like it is more warmed up than it truly is, and so injuries can happen in any physical fitness movement type uh, program, yoga and otherwise, and when you add heat as an element to that your body is not necessarily as warmed up as it needs to be a great yoga class will have will begin with a warm-up and there is a particular reason for that you are warming up the different parts of the body but um when you add the element of heat that it is a false warm up and, and people push themselves and i think that we don't need to right and i think at any ages we don't need to in our 20s or 30s or 40s we strive as humans so much in so many things that yoga does not need to be that way and it's certainly not like that in my classes i uh, i like a nice slow movement the other thing that can be a nice way to start is a restorative yoga class this is a class where you are basically moving um, and holding poses, but they're not holding them to get stretch benefits, but you're holding them to get relaxation benefits. It's all down lying on a mat, face up or face down, using props like bolsters and blocks <clears throat> and other um, straps and maybe sandbags. And um, 
you're sort of in that beautiful twilight between wake and sleep. There's also yin yoga. That is much more mm. of a stretchy, owie kind of thing where you're stretching literally the fascia underneath the layers of skin, trying to promote uh, more flexibility. That can be a nice beginner thing, but the Right. So, I mean, they, they call it good pain, but I wouldn't necessarily look for a yin class. I would say a good beginner or flow, gentle flow class would be a wonderful way to start. And I will say that a lot of the uh, Ys, the YMCA and the YWCA around here, I'm in Northern California, they tend to hire fairly um, talented and well-versed yoga teachers. So, um I think it's also a worthwhile thing to ask, you know, is this a registered yoga teacher? Did this person have a 200 hour or a 500 hour registered yoga teacher training credential? Um, and you, know, you have a website that they could go to or contact information that they could reach out to you if they're in Northern California, or if they just want to maybe get some advice for, for, from you as to how to get started. Absolutely. So my website lists, all the different ways to find uh, more information about aging with equanimity um, yoga programs. And it's under my name, which is Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, uh, -I, and then my last name, S like in Sam, L-O-S-S, -S, also like in Sam, HeidiSloss.com. I think if one Googled aging with equanimity, you might find me as well. I have um, applied for a trademark. So... Hold on, let me uh, spell it out just right. E Q U A N I M I T Y, equanimity. And it is uh, talking about a sense of peacefulness and calmness, so that when all about one is chaos, um, or when chaos erupts in one's life, as it is going to do, how one deals with it. Uh, it's a state of mind. And. Uh, it has. It takes a lot of work to find it, um, but it's good work. It's not painful work, and uh, it's something that I really um, embrace. Uh, uh, certainly, doesn't mean that I'm there all the time by any stretch of the imagination. But I think the important thing is to make sure that we, you know, age healthfully. Um, that we can use the tools that you've suggested: the yoga, the meditation. Um, to make sure that we keep our bodies agile and, and in good shape uh, as we grow older. And also the idea that, you know, both you and I have sort of reinvented ourselves as well in the decades since high school and gone through different changes in different stages. And I think we are certainly evidence that uh, it's never, you're never too old, never too late uh, to Absolutely. get started. So. Um, do you have any final thoughts and final advice that you'd love to give our listeners or just final, you know, inspiration? I do. So, you know, you know the care that one takes in buying a car. Most of us do some research um, and we spend some time thinking about what we want in a car. And ideally that car is going to last us mm, 10, 15 years, right? Most people, it might be even less. We get tired of that car and we want another car. But you know, in general, cars are supposed to last that kind of length of time these days, depending on your miles. But we spend a lot of time on that. And then we spend a lot of time in our cars. And I'd like people to think about putting that amount of attention on their own body, because we can't trade in the body. And we can't trade in our mind and attitude. This is our mind and attitude. This is our body for this life. 
and if we would invest in keeping ourselves healthy, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, magazine cover model healthy, but healthy in a way that um, promotes us to feel good about being alive, then I think that that can make a significant amount of difference so that when we uh, encounter things like our children leaving when we become empty nesters or like when we have to deal with adversity that comes up, whether it's physical injuries or losing people we love, we can do it with an amount of Absolutely. grace. Absolutely. Those are incredibly wise words. Heidi's website is, or her website is HeidiSloss.com. And it's all about aging with equanimity um, and how to age healthfully with yoga and meditation. So thank you again, Heidi, for joining us today. You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Fit and Fabulous Forever, your source for motivational and inspirational conversations with women who have overcome challenges and reinvented themselves. To download this week's episode or listen to past episodes, go to fitandfabuloswithcoachjulie.com. Past episodes are also available at the ewnpodcastnetwork.com, as well as through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We all face pivotal points in our lives when we need to figure out what our next chapter will be. No matter your current situation, it's time to reclaim your identity and rock the second half of your life. Until next time, I encourage you to stay focused on becoming fit and fabulous forever. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Here's a special message for every mom whose children have left the nest and who wants to get off the couch and figure out how to make the most of the rest of her life. Hi, I'm Julie Wass, Coach Julie with Fit and Fabulous with Coach Julie, your empty nester survival kit, and I'd like to invite you to join my program, Becoming Fit and Fabulous, in which I provide you with tools and coaching to help you move from sadness to joy and fulfillment so you can rock the second half of your life. Becoming Fit and Fabulous makes it simple for you to find joy, fulfillment, and purpose, look and feel great, put a spark in your relationship with your spouse or significant other, improve your health and wellness, and much, much more. And what makes this even better is now you don't have to worry about not knowing how to get past the grief and get started on the next phase of your life again. And best of all, you'll start seeing results in less than a week. It's an investment in yourself which will pay off for the rest of your life. So text FIT, that's F-I-T, to 64600 right now to schedule a free coaching session with me where we can start planning your fit and fabulous future.
Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.